Welcome to This Could Change Your Mind, the podcast where hot takes meet cold facts, exploring topics from cornrows to crowded trains. For many black women, their hair is a huge part of their identity and how society views them. J.L. Joseph travels to the island of Dominica and explores the lived experiences of three black women, uncovering the progresses and procedures they were exposed to and endured to achieve the hair they wanted. In this episode, J.L. Joseph will unpack these hair issues of black island women. So it's um, about 12 noon on a Saturday afternoon, and I'm about to wash my hair. Today is wash day. Yes, wash day is a thing. What takes many women at most half an hour can take up to hours for many black women. Later on, I will be getting it braided. So right now, I am sectioning off my 4C hair while I'm working the comb through the strands and I'm hoping that it will detangle my hair so that it will be ready for shampoo. I've had process hair, extensions and braids. My scalp has been burnt by hair relaxers, my hair has fallen off from bleaching and I have personally shaved off my own hair. So it is now 1.15. Drying will take about half an hour, so uh, my hair is completely natural and about 10 inches long when I blow it out. So I'll be getting my hair braided. My cousin's actually coming over to do that uh, later on today. The time is now 3.10 in the afternoon and um, my cousin just showed up. Uh, We're just going through the pack of extensions right now and we're about to braid my hair. The idea of having beautiful hair has been ingrained in our minds from what we've seen on TV, specifically North American TV. The Eurocentric approach to hair has determined that we black women have bad hair. There has been research mostly in North America on black hair including documentaries, but in my own investigations, I learned that it all boils down to our individual experiences and no amount of research can decide how a black woman's hair is defined. See, I was raised in the Caribbean on an island called Dominica. My mom, she taught me how to wash my hair when I was nine. I got my hair hot combed when I was about 10 years old. And guess what? I hated my hair. Trudy is from Dominica. And last year during the pandemic, Trudy decided that she was going to do the big chop and cut off her relaxed hair to go natural. But her hair issues began in high school. I think when I was growing up, the beauty ideal, which I was aspiring to, would be to have a long hair um, and to have a thick hair, but primarily long. So my idea was anytime my hair got a little longer, than maybe it would normally be, or there was a little growth. I was really pleased about that. And then if there was an instance where it it got shorter or there was any cutting of it or whatever, 
then that would be seen as not as ideal. I kind of started not really liking my hair somewhere in high school where I felt that everybody else was uh, having stuff done to their hair, like relaxers and whatnot. And my hair was still natural. I, I stayed with my natural hair until I begged to have it relaxed at the age of 14. I think somewhere in high school, I would say maybe 12, 13 years old, I kind of figured I didn't like my hair because other people's hair was relaxed and mine wasn't. As a young girl, I begged my mom to get a perm. I did not like the time it took to comb my natural hair. And all the girls were getting perms. So by the time I was 12 years, I convinced my mother that I needed a perm and I got rid of my natural hair. Jody, she can relate. She once had relaxed hair, but she got her perm a bit later than most girls. A few years ago, Jody started her own hair care line. Her decision to go natural inspired her to start actually making hair products. Um, in college, by then everybody was relaxing their hair and I still had my natural hair and there was no way, I, I begged and pleaded with my mom and there was no way I was getting a relaxer until I graduated from college. So I would say about um, my first year in college. Well, you know, back in the days, the long curly hair was what would have been considered beautiful. Alice had the long, beautiful curly hair that most girls coveted. She's half indigenous and half black. She grew up with her Kalinago mom, and her mom would make sure that her hair was always soft and black. But she too had her own hair issues. For me, it took a very long time. Me doing it, I could not do it. So my mother would say, there were times when she used to do this cornrow style. And my cornrow styles were not just ordinary styles. So can you imagine going to high school and you're having a hand by in your head? That would be what my mother would do. Those fancy styles where you have all these things going all over the place to make whatever, you know? That would do what she would do to save time because getting up early morning, I had to catch the early bus and it would just take too much time to get my hair done. So it would take maybe an hour to two hours to get this onerous style. On a normal day, when I'm trying to just do something quickly, she would try the ring combs, and the, the hair was so thick that the ring combs would just burst open. So that would not be an option. So other than that, it would be maybe an hour to get a morning thing. For many of us, our moms would wash our hair, comb it, and the time it took was probably dependent on the hairstyle, the texture, and the hair product. City girls like Trudy and Jody. Remember the days of using Vaseline? I remember using Dax Vaseline. That was what I remember using. Or some kind of thing called Bergamot Vaseline. It was a whole bunch of Vaselines. But I definitely remember the Dax. That was the standard. And the, the Bergamot or whatever. I don't remember using any gel or anything for my edges or anything like what exists now. I don't remember using leave-in conditioner. The only thing I remember is washing the hair. So obviously shampoo and conditioner. And then have my mom used to do like twists, like where you twist the hair, put some hairpins through the twists for the hair to, to dry, detangle and 
dry and then grease that up with some ducks. That was it. That was all my hair would get. Um, sometimes just normal Vaseline, actual brand Vaseline. And what my mom would sometimes do, she would when she has a normal Vaseline, she would maybe buy some local castor oil and coconut oil. And there were other oils that she mixed in there and mixed that up. And that's what she used as the grease. That was it. And trust me, the, the scalp had to be greased well. After she was done greasing the scalp, she would take the grease and pass all over my face, all over my body, all on my legs. <laughs> A different experience for Alice, who grew up in the countryside. So the wash day for me was, you had the, the hibiscus leaves that they used, and you also had the cocoa, which is the, the cocoa itself. You, 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 you pound it to get this kind of slippery, kind of slimy thing. And she would use that to wash my hair. She said it keeps the hair black and nice and curly and natural and strong and healthy, you know, that kind of thing. And she had some of the things that she, she put in there. She said to keep the lice away just in case there's a lice breakout. Because if there's a lice breakout, that head of hair, it would be, it would be a problem. Although many of the girls around you had similar hair, if you were not always trying to compare your hair with each other, you were trying to blend in with a crowd of streaking hair. Everybody around me at that time had already relaxed their hair and so they could do certain styles like I couldn't do. So at that time where I described somewhat disliking my hair, it was because I was still having these kind of cornrow styles um, and maybe my hair being combed in two, two cuffs or something like that. And my friends at that time had already started doing their little curls with colors or with curling iron and you know little kind of hairstyles like that you well straight and I was like hey my hair kind of I kind of curl my hair with colors or I kind of use a curling iron so I was just kind of feeling left out it was only when people started having relaxed hair like in pop form and I didn't have relaxed hair yet I was like oh okay I'm left out I just didn't want to be the only one with natural hair and everybody else had permed hair. I kind of felt that made me seem younger or like, you know, the baby of the group, that kind of way. I was in four form. My mom was still combing my hair and my mom was adamant that a school child needs to have ribbon in her hair. And none of my friends had ribbons. And I tell you, before you see me, you'd see my ribbons flying in the air. Right? Each plait had to have about two ribbons in there. And so she used to use ring combs in my hair. So she'd maybe do like three or four parts with the ring comb and then put the ribbon around it. And she would, she would puff up the ribbons for it to stand out. Well, during the day, Jody would take the ribbons and tuck it under her ring comb. And one recess, my mom saw me and I got one thump behind my head. Fix your ribbons. Jody's mom was not happy. A thump, which is what she got, is Dominican dialect for where a punch and a slap meets. Mommy, nobody else has ribbons. I, I told you I cried that day. I said, nobody else wears ribbons. She said, you know what? If you don't want to, want to wear ribbons, you should start combing your own hair. When I went to college, everybody got a relaxer. Everybody else had the relaxer, so I wanted to sort of belong and be with the in-group. Society plays a major role in shaping our ideas of beauty. To belong meant permed hair for Trudy, 
wanted to be in the relaxed hair crew. While Alice, she was forced into it. I have this curly, curly, curly hair. And if you remember, there was a time for seven years I did TV. So I transitioned when I went into the media, I started doing a presenter on TV. And I was told that my hair is not for camera. And that is when I went to get my hair relaxed. So I bought a straightener and you know, it's, the, it's not the inside, it's the straightener that actually burns your hair. And I would straighten the hair to go to read the news. And before a drop of rain touches it, it would curl right back, you know? And then I had to take that decision to go and get my hair relaxed to look presentable for TV because I was told that I am not presentable for TV with my curly hair. And that really broke me down. It really, I can actually see a person telling it to me now that my hair is not for TV. With relaxed hair, you could quickly put it up in a ponytail and your Saturday wash took so much less time. I, I just wanted to, to belong in the group, in the relaxed hair group. You couldn't do curls, you couldn't. I remember the, the in hair style was a wrap and where they used to wrap the hair at the back and put the pins in and I tried that and I looked a hot mess. So that's when I really wanted the relaxer. <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to have the popular hairstyles, the relaxed hairstyles. For my hair, it was just okay. The longer that the hair could be, um, or the more full that it could look, that was my idea of, of it being beautiful. And of course, that's why relaxing it was so important to me by that 14-year-old age because relaxing it, everybody that had relaxed hair, their hair was a longer. Getting back to our roots is perceived as not an easy journey for most Black women. And for Trudy, she was told that her natural hair might not actually be the best texture. I was dissuaded from that decision by quite a few family members who felt that uh, the natural hair journey would not be a, an easy one or my natural hair would not be manageable people would say oh remember it's, it's not nice here you have you know so you know um you will you will go back to the relaxer quick um but thus far that hasn't been my experience i i feel i did regain that volume that i wanted my relaxed hair was nowhere close to being the, the thickness that the hair I have is, so. Going natural is a teachable moment for many black women. While Caucasian hair may be either blonde, red, black, brunette, most of us do not know about our own hair. Judy's research for her hairline would reveal so much insight. There's no such thing as one hair type because everybody has different types of, of hair on their head. And I always tell people, don't try to focus on the type of hair because you can have um, two people with similar hair types, but they might have other factors that are different in terms of their hair density, their hair porosity, and those are the things that you really have to look at. So, yes, we have that classification with 4A and 4B, 4C, 4D, um, 4E, I think, being the, the most kinkiest in terms of, of the, the pattern of the hair, how it grows. So instead of having it have a curly hair type, you would see um, a more Z-looking pattern. So that would be like your, your 4D hair. But people, most people, the back of their hair, their hair, most of their back of their hair would be a little less loose 
than the rest of the head. Sometimes the middle of your hair might be really coarse and you can have nice hair at the back, but the middle is really coarse. So you have different hair types on different heads. So for me, it would be like a 4D, a little, mostly 4D with a little bit of 4C in there. I wanted to be sure that this is not just localized to a few women. So I took to Facebook and asked random black women, what are some of the things that they would have been told about their natural hair? And here are some of their responses. So I would get the nonsense of, oh, you know, because your hair is nice, soft and curly, what you leave for other people, you shouldn't have to complain. What's up with your hair? At him, he goes, you look like you've been electrocuted. And my hair was literally just worn in my natural curls. Um, I had it up in the like puff. How did you grow your hair so long? Why is it so fluffy one day and it's straight the other day? So no men will ever look at me because I'm I now look like them. I've had comments about pity shive, a little piece of hair. Oh long so you take into comb that little piece of hair. The lady say I look like a golly walk. All of this a golly walk. If you research it. Golly walk was this black, black, black wall with like really coarse hair. And the lady tell me I look like a golly walk. That's when I cut off my relaxed hair and I was growing back my natural hair. So Today, black women are learning why it's important to love your natural hair. I mean, representation matters. And now influential women like Michelle Obama, Kerry Washington, Gabrielle Union, they wear their natural hair to show black women everywhere. It's not about belonging, rather it's about embracing who you are, being healthy and about acceptance. That will lead to breaking the narrative that black hair is bad hair. Trudy, Alice and Jody think so too. You see, times times change. The relaxed hair thing was no longer the most popular option. I believe all the same people who I was trying to follow back then who had relaxed hair had already transitioned back to their natural hair too. There's been a big natural hair movement. I feel I did regain that volume that I wanted. My relaxed hair was nowhere close to being the, the thickness that the, the hair I have is. So I I feel I achieved what I wanted to. So it was no longer about fitting in, but kind of just doing something that was healthier for, for my hair. Your hair is what you want it to be. There's a lot of versatility with natural hair. There is a lot of um, creativity uh, that can be expressed with natural hair you don't have to feel that natural hair is somehow unprofessional in look or somehow um, one-dimensional in terms of how you could you could style it i feel that as the whole natural hair movement progresses and as people become more aware it is very clear that a lot of the the things that we were told about natural hair these things were quite wrong um i think your hair complements your beauty and it is important that you take care of your hair as well. I started doing a lot of research and always in my research looking at the healthy options. So the healthier choices of shampoos, of conditioners, of greases, etc. It's not a process that is only about hair. It's a process of, of 
self um love and and learning to love yourself that's bigger than just hair and i have kind of been on that journey and i've shared um publicly my journey through therapy the process wasn't restricted to just hair it was a a whole mind body and soul kind of kind of process to get to that um appreciation and satisfaction with my natural hair so i sort of tell myself like i put on invisible earplugs to what the rest of the world has to say and trying to get away from that eurocentric view of what beauty is it is important from young us to teach our kids that they are beautiful no matter what that they no matter what their hair type if it's short if it's curly if it's kinky that they are beautiful and whatever they feel to do with their hair that they should be allowed to and not um not be put down by by what others have to say so it's uh, 9 30 p.m my edges are laid, my braids are done. This will mean very little maintenance for me over the next month. My hair gets to remain in this protective style and I get more time for myself, yay! That was Jail Joseph's thoughts on the hair issues of Black Island women. Join us in the next episode, where we'll discuss public transportation enthusiasts.